0: And he starts telling me, he starts crying, that Saturday night he'd gotten really sick. And so COVID's still going around. And sure enough, he got COVID that Saturday night and was um, unconscious sleeping for like a day and a half. And he tells me that he saw the angel of death described it to me and and that he said to him you're not mine yet and that when he as soon as he had conscious thought he goes i gotta call scott pyle
1: Welcome to the Ask About My Faith podcast, where our hope is to inspire everyday faith conversations. I'm Jess. And I'm Abby. Today, we're sharing a conversation that
2: rocked us. Scott Pyle is the founder and chief investment officer of Pyle Financial Services. Its mission is to align wealth with purpose. He's had an incredible career and was described as a serial entrepreneur by Dr. John Maxwell, Scott and his wife, Dr. Pamela Pyle, together have pioneered and invested in their local community as well as internationally. They helped to build the Dream Medical Center. It's one of the largest and most respected private hospitals in Rwanda. Scott and Pamela are the proud parents of five children and eight grandchildren, and they currently reside in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Let's jump in so you can hear about God's transforming power in and through His life.
1: Scott, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so happy to have you on.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you for asking me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> of course. It's it's so great that you'd make the time to join us. Um, we first want to hear about how you personally came to know the Lord. I know it's it's quite a story, and our listeners will uh, will really enjoy hearing it.
0: Yeah, so um, I was raised in, in Texas in a Southern Baptist family. Um, so I found out really quick that um, we would be in the church if the doors were open. And, um, but the church I grew up in, it seemed like either I didn't hear the gospel message Mm -hmm. or they weren't preaching the gospel. You know, I heard hellfire and brimstone, you know, Mm -hmm. all the list of things that I was doing wrong that were really the things I enjoyed. They're like, ah, if you dance or drink, you're going to hell, you know, So Hmm. at 14, I kind of decided, well, I'm going to hell with gasoline shorts on. So I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to go light this thing up and Hmm. kind of went my separate way. My dad left when I was a young guy. And so just a lot of trauma, you know, as a child and, but God used that, you know, I can look back now and see how he was using all those things to draw me close and, um, to really make a long story as short as possible, um, it was through my fraternity, believe it or not, Sigma Chi in college that started to teach me. Uh, it's a lot of scripture. Mm. It's, it's based, the, the rituals based on a lot of, a lot of the Bible and, um, started really appreciating honor and integrity and character. And, and you could just look back now and see God just, just walking me down this corridor. Um, but yet i am still in the world, you know, I was, um, Doing what the people in the world said success was: Um, cars, money, women, um, entertainment, activities, nightclubs. And then, shortly after marrying my wife, beautiful beautiful woman, doctor, she had two daughters of ours at the time when I met her, and uh, we moved to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And again, God planted us right next door to a family that was. Uh, planning a new church, and so we were known. You know, our house was new, and we didn't have drapes yet on the house. We were known <laughs> as the people next door without drapes. You know, I thought that's pretty funny. And so they prayed for us, and and uh, it was November '93. Um, I was involved in an accident where I my arm was cut all the way to the bone.
2: Wow.
0: I'm showing you guys, like everybody will be able to see it. You know, <laughs> and. <clears throat> In a, a a state of bleeding really bad, mm. um, I started to uh, experience um, things that weren't there. I started to see things that weren't there. I was uh, my wife was trying to keep me from bleeding while the ambulance was on the way, and and I just remember um, this sense of. I slipped off into um, a depth. That's the only way to describe it is a depth um, where I started to have just deep, deep comprehension of the fact that I exist. Wow. Just, just that I exist. And, and then that deep comprehension of existence broke into, um, a deep understanding of my memories and that I, they make up, you know, who I am. And you started just to, it was just this real amazing understanding. And then it started to slowly be torn away from me. Wow. And it, it was the first time I really felt like I really understood the fact that I was created. And I... Mm. And it turned very dark, very quick, and I started to feel my memories being torn away from me. A comprehension of the loss of those memories, hmm. while I was facing uh, the most deep feeling of alone, wow. and and this kind, this is just you know to get very personal and not to lament on it, but it was just imagine. Your ability to comprehend creation being torn apart, hmm. but yet you were still aware, mm-hmm. and it just all of a sudden came over me that, oh my gosh, every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that wow. Jesus Christ is Lord and I, th- and I it it was so clear that everything I had heard, everything Jesus said was true mm. and mm. and and it mu- it must be too late because it I never had such comprehension and I just continued to feel what felt like being torn apart and um and all I could remember was shouting I, I thought I was shouting out you know in the name of Jesus Christ please save me mm. And as I bolted up off the ground, which felt like uh, you know s- just being sucked down below the ground, mm. I came up too, and I had the paramedics on my back, and you know they're t- everybody, and now I'm fighting everybody, and they're trying to calm me down, you're, you know, and get me in the hospital, uh, and then I have a kind of a, almost like a second inhale. If you will. And mm-hmm. it, it was me coming to on the ER table, trying the same thing, fight um, the doctor at the time, who's still my friend to this day, and my wife. <laughs> I, I, I just made them try to convince me that I was still alive. Mm. And they they basically informed me, hey, we gotta get you calmed down, we gotta get you in surgery. And then the next morning was kind of like the next breath I took wow. is the way it felt from my mm-hmm. my arm was hanging in this medical, you know, thing. So, Looks like kind of like a medieval times, you know, <laughs> some arm kind hanging of machine. Yeah. And I was a new creation. I was a wow. new person. I mean a brand, and it was such a Saul Paul radical mm. salvation that over the next six months, Pamela wasn't a believer at the time, and um, th- it just really affected us because I was so consumed by wanting to understand what had happened and wanting to be in the scriptures and not mm. go to nightclubs and not go out. Mm-hmm. And I just, um,
1: she's thinking, that- Who are you?
0: We even took me down to be psychologically evaluated because mm. I remember thinking, Why isn't everybody else excited about Jesus <laughs> like I am? I mean, what's going on? Boy. And I would just want to tell everybody I met kind of like I found because I was that guy, right? If I found a new nightclub, hey, we got to go to this nightclub, or, you know, yeah. I find a new. Thing, let's we. I always I love people, and I love together, and I would always be the one like, we got to go try this, you know. And and I and Jesus, man, he saved me, and wow. all I wanted to do was talk about it, tell people about it. All I wanted mm-hmm. to do was read the scripture, and my wife was kind of actually a little chapped because I was the wild, crazy guy. You know, she married me. She was a beautiful, conservative doctor, mother of two, and I was. Mr. Party Animal, <laughs> VIP'd <laughs> all the nightclubs in Houston at the time before we moved to Myrtle Beach. And and I remember even thinking, this is so amazing. And I can't find anyone else this excited about it. Maybe uh, I'm like, y'all are going to laugh. Um, maybe I'm like reincarnated. I was a disciple, you know, <laughs> wow. and maybe I was really, cl- <laughs> he was like my best friend. You're just and, trying to figure it well, out. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I got to Hebrew and went, whoop, whoop it's only appointed for men to die once. Well, I guess yeah. that's not it.
2: <laughs> I guess that's uh, not it.
0: It was just so, I was a mess. Wow. Yeah. Was but your, it,
2: was your wife one of the first people that you kind of like evangelized to or tried to, to share the experience uh, with?
0: Tried to, but she was really did not. It was so, it freaked her out. Sure. Yeah. Cause it was so radical was and so radical. I was so different. And, and really our marriage is a miracle because we really, at the time, we were both lost. So we married each other kind of for the wrong reasons. I was Mm -hmm. the party guy she never knew, and she was a beautiful conservative doctor, mother of two. I, you know, like we both checked all the lists, but we had no clue Mm
1: -hmm.
0: of what a marriage is, you know, a covenant in Christ. And so it, it took her about two years later. But I had to pray over her, and but she was ready to drop kick me out the door after a little <laughs> while. <laughs> Get wow. rid of this Jesus freak, man. <laughs> well, and
1: you said that you know you were on fire from the moment you um, accepted Christ. You said I'm on board. You were you were trying to share the Lord with everybody else. Um, can you share a story or two from some of those earliest memories of when you were just trying to share with anyone and everyone?
0: Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because I would, whether I was at the gas station or in a grocery line, I, I would, and, and I I guess the, I would kind of stinge people's hair. So I had to, you know, I had to tone myself down. You know, I'm this kind of, <laughs> and it wasn't hellfire and brimstone. It's just like, do you realize how much God loves you and, mm-hmm. you know, it, he just he created you. You're, there's only one of you. There's, you're not a category of mm. you know Abbeys. There's one Abbey uniquely made, uniquely formed in your mother's womb and you have unique world experiences and yeah. he loves you as if you were his only creation. And, mm. and so I, I went through a season of um, just anyone that would talk to me about it or be willing to listen to me. I, I would share, and then God started to show me that if I would just love people mm. where they were yeah. and share Him, then let let the Holy Spirit do His work. I don't have to body slam them across the salvation <laughs> line.
1: <laughs> thankfully, thankfully.
0: So, so there, there's, it was a constant way of life, um, mm. for sure. Yeah. Can
1: you, is there anything else you would share with our listeners about how that perspective changed? Kind of your take on how to approach having a conversation. It sounds like at first it was, you didn't really have maybe as many boundaries, and, and that started to, that started to shift and change the way you would approach that.
0: Yeah, I I really I go back to saying you know in the beginning I thought my job was to save people right mm-hmm. and, and and that's such a a youthful for me I was just I just wanted people to have what I had yeah and I I kind of got it out of whack a little bit and so I started to God started really reap Reorient me, reorientate me towards the person just in front of me. How their day was, what was going on, and then get them talking. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, through asking questions and yeah. um, just loving on them first. You know, valuing them because they're they're another human, they're another soul, right? And so God really made some strong changes in me in that first, second, third, really by the third year. uh, I'm just trying to think of individual specific, but I can remember a gas station, you know, just walking over this person. Remember, y'all are too young to remember this, but, you know, we (laughs) always used not to pay at the tank, you know, you would – Go in and go, inside. I want $5. You had
1: you to know. walk inside? Had to
0: walk inside. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. And, and to predetermine how much gas you wanted. Or sure. you would throw down a credit card and, you know, I just yeah. remember this one time with this individual. Mm. Predetermined a very small amount of fuel. And I used that as an opportunity to love on them and care for them. And then mm. because of what Christ has done for me, I'm compelled to do this for you
1: yeah was did you double what they were gonna put in their tank did you yeah
0: was, it was like how much to let's just fill it up how about yeah. we just fill this thing up I'm gonna go in put my you know and let's just fill it up and mm-hmm. and that was early my interaction of learning how God will give us finances yeah. not that we become a like a reservoir uh, we don't just let it stick with us. We let it flow mm-hmm. through us, mm-hmm. and so many people. And just little things like that: the grocery store, pay for someone's groceries, and yeah, to strike up a caring conversation.
2: I love how that meets a practical need in their like physical life, and then uh-huh. it does open the door for a for a conversation. That is very much what Jesus did a lot of the time: meeting yeah. practical needs, and then yeah, sharing like the living water truth too. Yeah.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and we say now that we've got ministries that we've helped build, and it's sharing the compassionate acts of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and his gospel message. Mm-hmm. The two hands of the gospel. Wow. But you're right. I mean, yeah. 5,000 men, which meant there were more than that because of women mm-hmm. and children. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, okay, let's feed them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right? So it was very... I became a practical apple, uh, mm-hmm. you know, t- just trying to love people in that space, look mm-hmm. look for opportunities. And I I learned the more I would say Lord please put someone in my path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He would. He would. And he yeah. does. Mhm. Which is part of another story I'll tell in a minute.
1: Okay. Should we dive yeah. into it? Yeah.
0: Sure. Well, like just recently I was at a comp. Conf- I was at a gathering and, and I mean, with a bunch of mature believers, very successful, you know, in, in the kingdom and successful uh, as the world would measure too. So it was just a very powerful gathering. And mm. one of the speakers had shared and the, and the speaker is like 80 years old and he's, he's got this book and he was just sharing his faith and, he he was just the most energetic human being I've ever seen, and you know, he's like eighty, just turned eighty. Wow! And he's the you know the the fountain of youth is sharing Jesus, you know. And he, I mean, you know, his cat he goes he goes he makes me look like I'm in neutral, and um, <laughs> you know, it's talking about. You know, a cab in New York, and the next thing you know, he and his wife at the end of the trip are standing with the cabbie, praying in the headlights to receive Christ, and you know, just amazing. But that evening, uh, a handful of couples, we went and we were hanging out by the fire outside, and and kind of going around confessing, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I want to be that way, or you know, everyone was saying something different, and I said, um. You know, with, with me, I I notice I pray like Lord, please open my eyes this week. Please mm. make me aware of those people you want me to connect with. And and so I said, All right, let's do this. Let's pray. Let's as a group, let's pray like Lord, right now, and it was on a Saturday night. Like, Lord, right now that you are you are touching someone that we're going to come across and you're going to make it so easy on us. It's like, mm. olay they're falling across the salvation line. <laughs> we just have to wave them in. I mean, just, boom! but we get to be a part of it, right? Yeah. That's our prayer. Just make it so easy, so easy, so obvious and ignite our hearts. And, and then you know how gatherings like that go. You go the next day, you do your meetings and everybody gets on the plane and goes home. <laughs> so that Tuesday, my my phone rings, and it's a uh, a gentleman that has been around me uh, for about ten years, and um, in in a guys' environments like hunting, golfing, you know, guys, and <laughs> and when men, ladies, you don't quite know this, but you know, we can be real boys and pigs when y'all aren't around. <laughs> you know, us men, we get off doing our men stuff and. And he starts telling me, he starts crying, that mm. Saturday night he'd gotten really sick. So this mm. this goes back maybe, I don't know, at least a, hand, a few months ago. And so COVID's still going around. And sure enough, he got COVID that Saturday night and was um, unconscious sleeping for like a day and a half. Yeah. And he tells me that he saw the angel of death described it to me and, wow. and that he said to him, you're not mine yet.
2: Mm.
0: Wow. And that when he, as soon as he had conscious thought, he goes, I got to call Scott Pyle.
2: Wow. 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 That's amazing.
0: I got to call Scott Pyle. And so mm. he calls me and he begins to tell me, I've been watching you over these 10 years. You've all, and, and you know, you never made me feel judged. Mm. You just always were gracious and I know mm-hmm. sometimes we were upsetting you because what we were doing and um and I just you and I just knew you would know what to do. What do mm-hmm. I do? He goes, you know and then basically gave me a, as a child I went to church and I did the thing and I did the hominus dominus and you know and I prayed a prayer and and I said, Man, it's not any of that. Right. And then I got to Share Christ and wow. watch Him fall across the salvation line, mm. just like our prayer. The Saturday before we were <laughs> Gosh, praying it with that amazing. group, he was getting sick.
2: Yeah, wow! Isn't that
0: amazing?
2: I have goosebumps. That is wow. so powerful.
0: Yeah, I called this group of people. I mean, yes. isn't that crazy? I'm like, it happened. It happened. It uh, was the easiest ever.
1: Wow! <laughs> it sounds like you know not to not to you know, draw comparisons that aren't there, but it sounds like he was in a place of you know, kind of where you used to be, where it's like, well, I, I did the things and I said the things when I was younger and in church and sure, okay, whatever. It sounds like, not that he was maybe quite in that spot, but he didn't quite grasp it. He wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. the way that, oh my gosh, this, this interaction, this, this experience, and then his interaction conversation with you really changed everything.
0: And how God had been using me for over 10 years right. for that moment. To build right? that
1: relationship. Mm-hmm.
0: Just so wild. And it was so, literally, it would be, if you could, if I could say, okay, and the five organizations you spend a lot of your time in, pick the one person you're thinking, there's no way it'll probably sure. ever happen. Yeah.
2: And he it's was that, that guy. It was that
0: person. Wow. It's just today, it just blows my mind I, mm-hmm. and, and have been able to shepherd and mentor and but it's just God is about his children. Yeah. And he, and it's it, the scripture tells us how do we grow? Mm-hmm. We, we, it scripture says you grow by the sharing of your faith. Mm. That's how we grow.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's pretty straightforward. Just to right? add that in.
0: Yeah. Just that <laughs> when I, when I stumbled across that at such an early age, there's just some things. I think for all of us that Scripture can just go wham mm-hmm. like that's that's absolute, you know, and it's a mercury switch goes off and mm-hmm. Malachi 310s like that for me, bring your tithes and offerings before I will open the storehouses of heaven to pour them out upon you. Test me on this. Mm-hmm. That's the only place where the <laughs> Father, the Trinity tells us to test. and when we do, then there's all this other stuff, right? Seek mm-hmm. ye first, kingdom of heaven. But that one is, mm-hmm. we all think, and, and look, nothing wrong with small group Bible study and nothing wrong with, you know, the, but we all get together, we get together, we get together, we get together, we get together, and then we think mm-hmm. that's going to grow us. But that's not how the word says we grow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We yeah. grow through the sharing of our faith. Wow. And you do. Each time I do grow, Mm. I learn, I receive, and my faith Mm. just goes another notch up. (laughs) Yeah. Another notch up.
2: Thank you so much for taking some time to listen to this conversation with Scott Pyle. You can follow us on social media and check out our website, askaboutmyfaith.com. I love how the last story he shared started with prayer and the commitment to a long friendship. And Scott is right. We grow through sharing our faith. So go out this week and grow. We'll be back next Wednesday with more stories with Scott Pyle. God bless.